Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Buddy, no. Tipped up by Dad. Hit the hard. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid Network. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. At Is It The Welsh for the Welsh. He'll be here tomorrow. And at Sports Grid for the Sports Grid. We had a lot go on in the NBA this weekend. But before we get to the scores and the records and all that stuff, I think the biggest thing, or at least the eventual most impactful thing that happened this weekend was uh, the NBA, Adam Silver and the NBA Board of Governors and the Players Association meeting to discuss changes in the NBA season. And the things they talked about were a shorter season now. I think it was like, a maximum of or excuse me a minimum of 78 games so we'd only be getting rid of four games but you know a couple fewer back-to-backs take away four back-to-backs for every team that's uh that'll get those guys you know from load management and all that stuff uh you know playing more games 
reseeding at the conference final stage in the playoffs, and that's for all teams, not just, you know, one, you know, it, what I mean by it's not your bracket, you know, it's not your one verse, whatever. It would be, so last season, I believe the uh, Blazers would have played the Bucks and the Warriors would have played the Raptors in the conference finals instead of the uh, the finals. So it's reseeding from that point. So you can see the two best teams in the NBA potentially uh, play against each other in the finals. That would be the idea for that. An in-season tournament. I know this is something that was talked about uh, potentially replacing the All-Star game because the All-Star game is kind of meaningless. The dunk contests, the skills competitions and those things, they're more popular than the game itself. So um, a midseason tournament that counts as regular season games. And I know this idea was taken from soccer, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a big soccer fan, but I know that they have midseason tournaments and things of that nature that count towards the regular season. From what I read, that one had a little bit of a sticking point because I believe the players would want that to start somewhere in the uh, December, January area, and uh, the NBA would want it to start in February. I think it would make more sense to have it in February from a watcher standpoint. I guess that maybe there's nothing to watch uh, after the Super Bowl and all that stuff as far as football is concerned. But uh, also, I think that people start to lose interest at the end of the season a little bit after you get past the All-Star break is where you typically see ratings start to dip and things of that nature until you get right up on the the precipice of the playoffs and people are seeing what teams are going to make the playoffs. And then the playoffs obviously have better ratings and all that stuff. But the ratings being down this year make it so that anyone can take the thing that they dislike about the NBA and say, oh, this is a problem in the NBA today. But I like that, you know, the NBA is working on fixing this stuff. I mean, this is the complete opposite of what baseball would do. Baseball would have a problem for a decade before they try to go and fix it for the most part. Um, You know, NFL is not as uh, the NFL is not as quick to the gun either as far as uh, making changes and finding solutions to problems like the NBA is either. So I like that the NBA is uh, progressively thinking about this. And uh, the last thing that they were talking about before I forget to mention it was a possible play in game. So like seed seven through 10 would have a little mini tournament to get in. Kind of like how the, you know, they do it in March Madness where there's a playing game for the 16th seed to play the one. So just an interesting, um, you know, look, I nothing obviously came from it. There was nothing uh, put in place. What they're looking to do is have a couple more of these meetings and they're trying to get this done for, I believe, the 21-22 season. So obviously nothing would go into effect this year because the schedule's already been made. And I think it would be still too quick or they won't be done with these negotiations to have it work next year either. So it would be on the books once finalized and all that stuff for 21-22. But who knows if any of this stuff is going to become agreed on because there's just a lot of hoops to jump through when you make these type of uh, drastic sweeping changes in the NBA. Uh, The other things before we get into the action Jimmy Butler went back to Philly and was booed, and he's still been 
cryptic on what happened there. What he said when he was talking to the Athletics, Michael Lee, was obviously something happened. We're not going to say what it was. We're not going to go into detail. We can't keep living on that. They can't. Uh, but I'm I'm happy, man. I, it brings me joy just being around this group of guys. I don't regret anything. So I, I like that the fact that Jimmy Butler is kind of keeping tight-lipped. I think a lot of the times... You see these uh, players air their grievances. A lot of speculation on it, too. A lot of people think that it's probably has something to do with him and Brett Brown getting into a disagreement during a film session at some point last year. And that was the sticking point. But who knows? You know, it's Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler brings a lot of drama with him. He's a great player, but he had the stuff with Cat in Minnesota. And then obviously he's... He doesn't seem to leave places well. I mean, I don't think he did anything to the fans, so I don't know why they were booing him every time he touched the ball, but it's Philly. You know, people are passionate in Philly. It's understandable. So I don't I don't know that he was surprised by any of that. I don't think he... I, it would surprise me if he was surprised, I guess is what I should say. But uh, Jimmy Butler booed. I don't know what's going on there. A lot of speculation with it. Hopefully it wasn't a cat situation. Uh, we'll, we'll find out eventually the news always comes out. Um, Kemba had a nasty looking, uh, incident in his game. He ran into his, um, his teammate, Semi Ojeley, uh, and he was carted out. They said it's a neck sprain. It looked like uh, I was worried when I first saw it. It looked like when Ryan Shazier hit, uh, I can't even remember who it was, who he hit in Cincinnati, and he just kind of dropped. And it was kind of that out before he hits the ground type of thing that freaked me out. Uh, but they carted him out, and he was okay. They're calling it a neck sprain with concussion-like symptoms. I don't think he's going to play tonight as you're listening to this, but uh, no, well, I mean, I shouldn't say no. I don't think there will be long-term, uh, you know, impairments because of this injury i think that this is going to be a concussion and he moves on now concussions are tricky sometimes they linger sometimes uh, it takes a couple days so uh he will have to go through concussion protocol because that's in the nba now and uh figure it out through that so hopefully he's back sooner rather than later and the last thing i wanted to talk about was i just couldn't believe this and this is embarrassing russell westbrook's brother was escorted out of the stadium uh, against the Clippers in L.A. on, uh, I believe that was Friday night. And it's just embarrassing. You know, I, I don't know why someone's, you know, I mean, we've heard of all this stuff happening before, but it's just embarrassing. Get it together. Get, get it together, family members of NBA players. You, what? Why are you out there screaming at Montrez Harrell? It makes no sense. You're a guy sitting on the court. If I mean, I, I'm all for if you paid... Um, if you paid for those front row uh, seats and you want to talk a little bit of smack, great. I think it's fun that a player does that with, with a fan and all that stuff. You, you guys saw, I'm sure, Kevin Hart screaming at Harden against Philly, and then Harden went in and dropped whatever it was, 40 points on him or whatever it was, maybe 50. I, I'm not really 100% uh, remembering cor- it correctly, but Kevin Hart's out there yelling at him, but don't yell to the point to where you need to be forcibly removed from the stadium. Get a hold of yourself. I don't know. You're just a guy in the crowd. Maybe you're Russell Westbrook's brother, but you're just a dude when you're in the crowd and you're not on the court and you're not coaching or anything. So just uh, I don't know what those guys are doing. But let's go 
to the action this weekend. And the two win teams here start out with the best one in the land right now. The Lakers are 14 and two. Two more wins this week. They beat, um, that makes seven in a row for them. They beat Oklahoma City 130 to 127, and they beat uh, Memphis 109 108, both on the road. And like I said, seven straight for them. They cut the Thunder cut the lead to one with 11.8 left in that game, but uh, it was just free throws exchanged, and LA won it. And Memphis in their game, they had a chance to win, but Jaron Jackson Jr. bobbled an inbound pass from. Uh, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, and uh, they just didn't get a shot up. So 109, 108, and two wins for the Lakers this week. The Nuggets also had two wins, 96-92 over Boston. That was the scary neck injury game uh, for Kemba Walker, and in that one, they just built on a lead after the first. They led by 14, 27-13. Jokic had a triple-double, 18, 16, 10, three steals and a block. And then they beat the Suns, 116-104, bringing their record to 12-3, and that one was tonight, Sunday night, as you're listening to this. Booker, they held him to 12 points, but it was a back-to-back for the Suns, and they're playing without Booker, Rubio, or excuse me, without uh, Rubio, Aiden, or Baines, and Booker was held to his worst game of the year. So uh, a nice win for the Nuggets, but uh, any team coming to play in, De- in Denver at elevation on a back-to-back is almost assuredly going to lose, So especially when Denver is playing well. Uh, the Clippers also two games. Uh, they won. They beat my Rockets 122 to 119. They stole that one. Oh, God, I was so mad. Uh, you know, they were down five with a minute left to go, and the Rockets just choked it away. Kawhi hit the game winner with about 15 seconds left, and the Rockets uh, couldn't put up any points. They also beat the, the Pelicans 134 109, bringing their record to 12 and 5 on the year. Uh, career high 34 points for Montrez Harrell. I guess he gets inspired by Russell Westbrook's brother yelling at him. 34, tied his career high, and 12 boards. And this was almost a wire-to-wire win over the Pelicans. They took the lead in the second, and they didn't let go. I think they led uh, the closest it got in the second half was like eight points. So uh, the Clippers, two wins. The Sixers with two wins as well, 115-104 over the Spurs, and they handed the Spurs their eight loss in a row behind a uh, Ben Simmons triple-double. They also beat the uh, Sixers, 113-86. to They uh, brought their record to 11-5. Josh Richardson, a nice game in that one for the Sixers against Miami with 32 points, one rebound, four assists, six three-pointers. Butler was four of 13 uh, with 11 points, five boards, three assists and two steals. The Mavericks won two as well, 143-101 over Cleveland and 137-123 over my Rockets on the road, bringing their record to 11-5. Luka Doncic became the first Mav to score uh, 30 and three straight since Dirk did it in 2010. Uh, they're uh, five games over 500 for the first time since uh, 15-16. In the game against my Rockets, they put up 45 points in the very first quarter. And that was pretty much it. They just built on that. Luca with uh, 41 points in that game. And that makes five straight W's for the Mavericks. They are 11 and 5 and looking great. The Jazz won two this weekend 113 109 over the Warriors and 128 120 over the Pelicans, bringing their record to 11 and 5. They let the Warriors back in in the fourth quarter in that game uh, 37 to 23. Uh, they were outscored, but a big game for Donovan Mitchell 30. 
points, 4-4, and a uh, steal. Gobert missed the Saturday game with an ankle injury, but uh, Mitchell, 37.7 boards, 5 assists in that game, too. So a huge weekend for the Jazz and for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the last team with two wins was the Nets. They won 116-97 over Sacramento and 103-101 on the road against the Knicks, bringing their record to 8-8. Eight and eight. And no Kyrie Irving for either one of these games, but Dinwiddie was big in both of them. He had 23 with a board, 7 assists, 2 steals on 8 of 15. And they had 15 more boards and held Sacramento to 15% shooting from three, I believe it was four for 26. They were terrible. Another big Dinwiddie game against the Knicks where he had 30 points, four boards, four assists, and uh, the, the free throws ended this game again. like There were a lot of games that seemed close, 103-101. I know that uh, the other game here, 96-92 seemed close, 130-127 for the Lakers. A lot of these games this weekend didn't play as close as a score. They just ended in the teams exchanging free throws. Uh, going over to the one and one teams, the Heat were one and one. They beat the Bulls 116-108 in Chicago. And uh, Butler is against his former teams because they lost to Philly as well. So Chicago and Philly here. Uh, but uh, he was great versus Chicago with 27 points, five boards, seven assists, four steals on seven and ten. And then I told you about his game against Philly. He wasn't great. 11-5 and three with two steals on four of 13. The Suns split their weekend uh, back-to-back here, 198 over Minnesota, and then I told you about the loss to Denver, 104-116. They are 8-8 eight eight now, right at 500. Huge Booker game in the first one, 35-12-9 with a steal, 12-26, and they led the whole way after taking the lead in the third. Uh, just not very close game. Not It wasn't this 198 score once again. And then, uh, like I said, back-to-backs on the road against Denver at elevation, no Aiton. No Barnes, no Rubio. So not a surprise to see them lose against a probably a better Nuggets team. Uh, the Kings, uh, they w- lost 97-116 to Brooklyn in that Dinwiddie game that I told you about. And then 113-106, they lost to Washington, bringing them to 7-8. and eight. Uh, They were out-rebounded, like I told you, and shot terribly in that first game. In the second game against Washington, Harrison Barnes with 26 and Rashawn Holmes with a double-double. 16 and 10 were the big factors here, and they held the Wizards to under 50 points in the second half, and uh, the Wizards are the number two scoring team in the NBA right now as far as points per game. So a pretty good game. Brings them to 7 and 8. The Bulls lost the one to the Heat, 108-116, but they beat the Hornets in probably the most exciting moment of the NBA season so far, 116-115. They are 6-11, but Zach Levine in this game against Charlotte uh, stole the inbound pass at the last second and knocked down a game-winning three right in front of the Charlotte bench. You could see the look of shock on everyone's face. No one could believe it. A two to win, a three to tie, knocked down the three to give him 49 points, and he was 13 of 17 from three in the game. Game-winning three after uh, grabbing that that impounds pass. It's six and 11, but huge moment for them, and hopefully that's going to give them some momentum moving forward. Uh, The Spurs also split. They lost to Philly 104-115. That was their eighth straight loss, their worst streak since 96, and uh, their longest one um, under Pop, and uh, just unbelievable to, to know that they lost eight in a row, but they snapped it. On the road against the Knicks, 111-104. They didn't trail at any point against the Knicks. And what a surprise, 
Uh, Fizdale loses to a team that's lost eight in a row. The Wizards, I told you about the win against uh, Charlotte, 125-118, and then they lost 106-113 to the Kings. Uh, They outscored Charlotte by 13 in the fourth quarter and forced eight turnovers. That was really uh, the turnaround there. 30 points, five boards, and 12 assists for Beal in that one. Uh, They're tied at half with Sacramento, but they're outscored by five in the third quarter and just never recover in that game to lose 106-113, bringing their record to 5-9. The Cavs are 5-11. and uh, They lost to Dallas. They got spanked by Dallas, 101-143 to on the road. And then at home, they beat the Blazers. That's where the Blazers are at right now, losing to Cleveland, 110-104. A career-high 23 for Garland against Dallas. They shot 43% to Dallas's 57%. You're not going to win games that way. John Beeline will tell you that. And then they snapped their six-game losing streak against Portland. Uh, Clarkson had 28 points. Tristan Thompson, 25-9-2 with two steals. And uh, uh, Sexton had 19 points as well. Detroit split their weekend series as well. 128-103 over Atlanta. And then they lost to Milwaukee, 90-134, to 104, excuse me. Uh, 5-11, their highest scoring half since 1983 against the Hawks was 76 points. They shot 59% to 43%, but they dropped from uh, 59% against Atlanta to 41% against the Bucks the next night. It was on a back-to-back, and Detroit hasn't been great this year. And going up against uh, GA is not a surprise. And that moves us to the one-win teams, only three of them, and the Bucks were one of them. They only played the one game, and they won 104-90, bringing their record to 13-3. and uh, They got Detroit, like I said, on that back-to-back back and GA had another big game 28-10 and three assists two steals a block 12-22 but he is shooting terribly from the free throw line I know I've mentioned this before and I don't mean to harp on it I'm just kind of amazed by it I think he was three of nine in this game and he's shooting 59.2 percent on the year he's a career 73.3 percent shooter so he's not great in his career but under 60 percent is just unbelievable especially for a guy that takes so many And for a guy that takes so much pride in his all-around game to keep missing free throws is just unbelievably surprising to me. I mean, he's the MVP. He's probably the best player in the game right now. I'm... You know, he should have won the MVP last year. It's not like I'm bitter for Harden not getting it two years in a row. It's fine. Uh, I just can't believe that he keeps missing uh, from the line. The Raptors win 119-116 over Atlanta. They're 11-4 now. Uh, Nurse thought they overlooked the Hawks a little bit, and that's why it was so close. Uh, 34, four points, three assists, a steal, two blocks on 11 of 18 for Siakam. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, 25, three, and nine assists with a steal. The Hawks cut it to four with about 35 seconds left, but Toronto made the free throws. Once again, this is one of those games that looks like three points, really wasn't three points. This one was actually close. The Pacers won 111-106 over the Magic, bringing their record to 9-6. and six. It was a Justin Holiday pass to Aaron Holiday with 8.7 seconds left. And they talked about how they had dreamed that up since they were little kids and stuff, playing out in the yard of a, a game-winning moment uh, and knocking down that triple to give them the lead with 8.7 left was it. And um, they shot a season-best 54.4% in this game, so not a surprise that they beat the Magic without Vooch and without Aaron Gordon. Uh, Sabonis 25-9-4 and 9-15 of 15 shooting. The one-loss teams here, I told you about the Celtics. After Kemba got hurt, it was kind of, you know, that kind of really took the wind out of the sales for the Celtics. He went down uh, 14. At, they were down 14 after the first, and they just never recovered. He went down in 
uh, late in the second quarter, I believe. And, uh, you know, they're still good. They're still 11-4, but that was a tough loss. On the road to Denver, like I said, uh, teams playing at elevation. Usually not good. 98-100, the Wolves lose to the Suns, bring their record to 8-8. They held the Suns to a season-low 34.4% shooting. Uh, You know, this was way, way under in this game. Uh, Not expected to be a 100-98 game. But uh, they only had seven turnovers against the Suns, too. So... Uh, Cat had a nice game here, 31-17 with four assists and a block, 11-19 shooting, but they're 8-8. Eight and, eight. and, you know, uh, they they played well above their heads. I think getting Wiggins back in is going to help them, but they should have won this game. When you hold your opponent to 34%, you should be able to beat them, and they weren't. Uh, the Magic lose to the Pacers, the game we just went over, the Aaron Holiday and um, uh, Justin Holiday game. But uh, they lose. They kept it close without Gordon or Vooch, but they couldn't steal it. Uh, Isaac had a nice game, 25-9-1 with four steals and two blocks and 10-16. of 16, But the Magic are 6-9, and nine, and they're going to have to start turning things around if they want to make the playoffs. The Grizzlies, 108-109. I told you about that when they lost to the Lakers. That brings them to 5-10. and 10. That's a game where uh, Jackson couldn't grab the inbounds pass. And uh, Taylor Jenkins did like the effort, though. He said, if we can play like that every night, we have ourselves a chance. And they shot 48%. So it wasn't a bad game, and they almost beat the best team in the NBA. So they're right there. A uh, team that's not right there is the Blazers. The, uh, they lost to Cleveland in that game, and that was with Lillard coming back, and they still lost. Uh, Cleveland doubled up the free throw attempts on them, 32-16. to 16, Just too many fouls for Portland. They're not doing many things right right now, but at least they're adding uh, Carmelo Anthony to all that mix. 5-12 uh, and 12 for them. The Warriors, 109-113. They lost to Utah. They rallied back from 21 points down to put it within two with 23 seconds, but Utah hit the free throws once again, not as close as the score indicates. But they only had eight players uh, on their bench due to injuries and stuff. So, um, And then there was something with a weird package in Utah after the game w- with this game, and they cleared out the stadium and kind of like emergency protocol. And then uh, they found it that, you know, they sent in whoever to go look at it, I guess the bomb squad, and it was a toolbox. So I don't know. I guess just one of those things where you have no idea where this thing came from. So uh, better safe than sorry. But they dropped to uh, 3 and 14, the Warriors do. The two lost teams, uh, unfortunately, we have to open up with my Rockets. They lost 119 to 122 to the Clippers. I told you about that one where they choked it away. Uh, Leonard hit the game winner with 15 seconds left. And then they lost to uh, the Mavericks today, 123-137. Harden was, he, he just wasn't great, and it didn't look right when he was on the, the court. I mean, he didn't shoot uh, awfully as far as percentages goes. They knocked down his free throws, but he's 2 of 15 from 3 and had 6 turnovers. And the Rockets drop uh, from uh, you know 11-4 and four down to 11-6 and six now. Not a great weekend uh, if you are Scott Bogman. The Hornets, uh, they lost both their games, 118 to 125. Washington, that was the one where they ha- turned the ball over eight times in the fourth, and they lost that unbelievable stunner with Zach Levine to uh, the Hornets. So they dropped to 6 and 11. Uh, the Pelicans dropped that one to Utah, 120 108, and they lost to the Clippers tonight, uh, 6 and 11. They outshot. Uh, they were outshot forty-one to fifty-one percent versus Utah, and they were within four with thirty-eight seconds left, but couldn't uh, close it out. And then uh, they were down sixteen at half to the Clippers, and the closest they got, like I said before, was eight. 
The Hawks drop uh, both of theirs, one to Detroit and one to Toronto, dropping them to 4-12. and They had a closed-door meeting after the loss in Detroit, which is why they played so much better on the road against Toronto the next night in a back-to-back, but they still lost. Trey did have a triple-double, 30-10-10 and for him with a steal. And the Knicks, of course, dropped both of theirs, 104-111 to the Spurs to snap their uh, losing streak, the Spurs, and then 101-103 against Brooklyn tonight. Uh, four for 13. They're outshot by 10%, 53 to 43% against the Spurs. They got down 25 at half, and that was it. They didn't cut it to single digits until four minutes were left in the game. Uh, RJ Barrett left sick against the Brooklyn game. Uh, Brooklyn uh, up 10 points uh, to start the fourth, and that was pretty much that. So, and this is another one of those games that ended in uh, free throws and all that stuff. Tonight, it is a huge 11-game slate. We've got Cleveland hosting Brooklyn. That one is a pick em. Give me Cleveland at home. Brooklyn on a back-to-back. Uh, Pistons hosting the Magic, their favorite. I think I would go with the Magic. Um, the Pacers by nine against the Grizzlies. I would take them. The Hawks, uh, four-point home dogs against the Timberwolves. No line on Celtics Kings because of Kemba. Miami favored by 10.5 over Charlotte. I'd actually take Charlotte, even coming off those two losses. Uh, pick them. Raptors hosting the Sixers. I like that one. I think I'd go with the Sixers. Uh, the Bulls and Blazers are a pick them. I would not go with the Blazers right now, so give me Chicago. The Bucks and Jazz have no line. Uh, I don't know about Gobert. I think that's what it is. The uh, Spurs are five-point home dogs against the Lakers. Give me the Lakers in that one. The Spurs have been playing terribly. And the Warriors and the Thunder have no line either because who knows who's going to actually play for the Warriors in this game. But I think I would go with the Thunder as the Warriors seem to be uh, pretty much in full tank mode. But that's going to be everything for me today. You can follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports, at SportsGrid, at Is It The Welsh for everybody involved. Have a great Monday, everybody, and the Welsh will see you tomorrow. Take it easy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 